face video. Oh man. to the Stephen Gedney podcast. <laughs> perfect. That's perfect. Ain't nobody got time for that.
All right, thank you for joining me. It's now time for the Stephen Gedney Podcast, the only podcast coming at you from a dude originally from Woodland, California, broadcasting live from a pre-recorded session via Carmichael, California, Fair Oaks, Orange Vale, Arden, Arcade, American River, Sacramento, and everything in between. We talk about music, movies, comic books, entertainment, life lessons, the news, philosophy, drugs, alcohol, and everything in between. Thank you for joining me. And it is episode 15, July 27th, 2015, although I'm recording this on July 26th, but don't tell everybody. All right. Welcome. Anyways, what's been going on? I'll tell you. Last week, I did inventory at work and I was super busy, worked the whole weekend. Actually, I ended up working six days in a row, Saturday through Thursday. Not too bad, you know, because it ended, uh, the weekend ended pretty well and uh, pleasantly surprised. Drink some beer, good stuff, but yeah, yeah, work is work. And, uh, you know, I wish that we all were able to do exactly what we wanted to do and get paid for it. And not like I got a bad job, but it's not like my dream, you know. I like to do this podcast for a living or maybe play music for a living. Write shit, draw shit, paint shit. Get paid for that. And maybe one day I will, you know. If there's a will, there's a way, as I've said before. But yeah, the week... It was pretty uneventful until Thursday. So Thursday was my last work day until the the three-day weekend that I had set aside. And uh, my my job uh, is run by some really cool people. Well, one guy in particular. He's the big boss, the man who who owns the show. And uh, he and his wife, uh, they bid on uh, some sort of an auction. A little while back and the auction was for a boat ride on the American River with a catered dinner for up to 20 people so they ended up winning they won the raffle and uh, why not let's just hook it up for for everybody at my work so uh, my my supervisor manager she sent out an email letting everybody know this was gonna go on and uh, you know I told told Lisa that uh yeah, you know, I want to do this. Not only is it good for me to just show up to uh, company events, you know, to show that I care and that I appreciate what they do, but it sounded like something fun, you know. Uh, she pointed out to me that it's been more than one, but at that time I was like, I've only been on one boat in my life, and that was when we went to Monterey, the glass bottom boat. Well, not true, because last year for my birthday, my dad took us... Uh, well, he didn't. He wasn't on the boat, but or well, he was. He wasn't. He wasn't uh, captaining the boat, but he paid for all three of us to go on this boat ride uh, across the bay in San Francisco. We went under the Golden Gate Bridge, went around Alcatraz. It was cool, but so we go up Thursday evening to the Sacramento Marina in West Sacramento, out there on the river, and the whole group gathers up and. Lisa came with me because uh, originally, you know, it was only going to be people from from my work, but some some of them just couldn't make it. Some of them maybe didn't want to make it. So there was some empty spots and I got to bring my fiance. Another guy brought his girlfriend and it was pretty cool. We all got on the boat and uh, it was called uh, it was called the Contessa. It was an old boat from the 60s that had been maybe it was even from the 50s, but uh, been refurbished, uh, reconstructed, uh, restored over the years, and it had all these flags that said Stevens, so that was kind of cool. I took a picture. It was spelled with a PH too. What do you know? Some people say Stefan. I tell them you're wrong. Go to hell. <laughs> but uh, yeah, and then they had a little bit of catering. There was this uh, place called Aeolis in Midtown Sacramento, and I looked at their menu. They did not have a lot of vegetarian stuff. They seem like they were um, very, you know, what I like to call fancy food, hors d'oeuvres. And, uh, something I've noticed a lot recently when you look at restaurants is they are so um, uh, detailed in their menus, you know. Like, you, you can't just get a, a piece of chicken with some lemon on it or something. It's like chickens and uh, walnuts and... 
you know, uh, arugula and, you know, like all these crazy combinations of, you know, I understand what they're trying to do. They're trying to make uh, a gourmet flavor palette and stuff like that. But a lot of times when we go out to eat, you know, I know Elisa doesn't like a lot of that uh, detailed crazy stuff. She likes her food simple and me, I'm a vegetarian. So I, you know, that's, that's my criteria that I need to fill is, does it have meat in it? Does it have animal products? Cause I don't, you know, cheese, milk, that's all right. But you know, uh, moving forward, it's like, so this, this aioli place on the, on the, they brought some trays and stuff like that. And basically like six or seven of the trays, uh, had just a meat product on it. They even had some, um, some sort of a typically vegetarian cuisine, but they had to throw bacon bits on it. So, uh, couldn't have any of that. And, you know, they had their little pieces like steak sandwiches and, uh, fish, whatever, you know, all stuff that I didn't really eat. And, uh, the one thing that I did had, it did have, it was like a, a little, uh, hard piece of toast with, uh, some cheese and an apricot <laughs> and it was all right, you know, and they had a, ba- uh, a bowl of kettle, kettle chips and, uh, they had lots of wine, of course, and then some Sierra Nevada beers, pale ale. So I'm good with that. I'm good. You know, I was hoping for a bigger drink selection, but you take what you can get. Sorry, I'm just super thirsty right now. I gotta drink my Diet Coke with lime to stay caffeinated and hydrated because it's pretty warm in the pod cave today. It's early. But uh so we went on the boat ride, had some drinks, it was nice, uh relaxing, went under the uh the bridge, you know. I forget what it's called, the Tower Bridge. Yeah, it's the Tower Bridge, but it's gold. They should call it the Golden Bridge, but they don't wanna confuse it with the golden gate bridge which is actually red <laughs> but uh went under the tower bridge went down all the way to um uh the split you know where sacramento and american river they split off and kept going down a little bit farther and then uh you know um my manager my supervisor was like you know they said this was going to be a catered meal but it doesn't seem like you know, this is more like hors d'oeuvres and things like that. And we were ho- hoping for dinner, so maybe we'll go to Chevy's or something like that. Chevy's is a Mexican restaurant, if you guys don't know about that. But uh, me being new to bulk culture, I was just amazed at uh, all the cool stuff. Like, there are all these restaurants with docks on the river where you could just pull your boat up, get off, and then get into the restaurant. Also, these freaking river gas stations. <laughs> I don't know why, I just... I, maybe because I've never seen it before, but it's pretty uh, pretty cool. You know, you drive your boat up, and of course, you know, boats are going to need gas. You don't think of gas pumps on the river, but they have them. So anyways, we ended up going to some place called the uh, Virgin Sturgeon. And uh, yeah, that's a great name, right? And it was pretty much a straight-up seafood restaurant, but they... They decided to get some get some uh, bowls and, and trays of things and bring them back onto the boat, which was cool. And uh, me and Elisa went up to the bar, had a couple margaritas, and uh, the night was getting a little dark and it was getting nice and cool. I wore pants, but I also had a short sleeve shirt, so it was getting a little chilly, but not too bad. She was pretty cold. A lot of the ladies were cold on the boat, but uh, yeah, for a nice summer night, man. It doesn't get any any better than that as far as California goes. I mean, it was cool, but it wasn't freezing. It was a little windy, but not too bad. And then uh, all the trays, they they I pretty much just had some salad. They had a vegetarian salad and uh, some baguettes of bread. And then everything else pretty much had meat in it, which is whatever. You know, I'm not, I, I don't want it to be treated special, any different than anybody else. If it's vegetarian, I eat it. If it's not, I won't. I'm not going to complain if they don't have some crazy portabella you know caprice (laughs) or something like that but uh ate the salad had some more drinks some beers and uh they even had like a mac and cheese but they threw bacon on that too but either way it was a it was a nice cruise it's like two and a half uh three hours made it back drove home and and that was it and that's how i ended my 
six-day work week. Not too freaking bad, right? So then after that, I uh, uh, we woke up really early and got on our journey to San Luis Obispo, which is pretty far down there, man. Five and a half, six hours from uh, uh, Sacramento. And why did we go down there? Well, it was for business, not necessarily pleasure, although we did get some pleasure out of it. See, the wedding is a little over three weeks away, and Elisa has somebody down there that uh, lightens up her hair because she wants to do this very light blonde for our wedding pictures and things like that. And You know, with women and their beauty, it's hard to find somebody that does a really good job that you trust, and she found this girl because, well, I'm there that does her hair there. And it's not like just she picked this randomly out of the phone book or off uh, Yelp. This is uh, the town that she went to college in, spent four years there. So, you know, there it, it all makes sense. It all comes together. And we went on our journey, and we took the dog, dog in the back seat. She pretty much slept the whole way. We only stopped like one time, which was really good for us. <laughs> You know, we had, we stopped somewhere, uh, I think it was called Morgan Hill, um, either, yeah, like right before Gilroy, Gilroy, home of the garlic festival, um, but got some McDonald's, I had my uh, egg and cheese uh, biscuits, or what are they called, McMuffins, no meat, and uh, just your typical McDonald's, we got some of them chocolate chip frappes, uh, our dog went poop, <laughs> had to pick that up. And, uh, yeah, we just followed it all the way down to Pismo Beach, which is actually like another 10 minutes south of San Luis Obispo. And I uh, got to spend some time on the beach. It was pretty cool, you know. Um, it's the first time I ever been there. Oh, yeah, and first I had to go to Walmart, get some different flip-flops, because the ones that I was wearing, I didn't want to get all dirty and sandy, so I got some cheapos. But, yes, anyways, got to Pismo, and, yeah, it was nice. Uh it reminds me a lot of, um, you know, kind of like Santa Monica and Venice Beach, but not nearly as dirty or crowded. And, you know, Santa Monica is not really that dirty, but it's uh, it's got the big amusement park on it, and it's a big tourist area. And Pismo is too, but I don't know. They just don't have nearly as many tourists. I mean, there was a good amount of people, but this beach was so clean, man. Like, they had a big pier that went out on the ocean. The sand was almost white, very f soft and fine. A uh, little little beachside uh, uh, downtown area, a lot of shops and tattoo parlors and restaurants, and it was is a really nice area. Like I could see like why she liked it so much. And next time we go down there, I want to explore some of the stores. You know, maybe get some souvenirs, some ice cream, some beer on the beach. Can't go wrong. But we went down to the pier, took some pictures, went down in the sand under the pier, took some more. It was quick. It was like a half hour. But uh, it was a good way of, you know, getting to see the beach before we had to go get business done. So uh, when it was time, we got back in the car and we drove back to Slow, San Luis Obispo. Um, you know, got to see where she went to school, her college. And supposedly Cal Poly is a really, really good school. So any of you future college perspectives out there, check it out, <laughs> depending on what you want to do. And uh, went down to the downtown, and she got in, got into the salon and started getting her hair done. It was about a four-hour thing, you know, and took the dog in there for a few minutes. And then at one point, uh, I don't know why, she heard something or saw something she didn't like started barking. And, you know, everybody in the salon was kind of looking at us, so I was like, I'll take her out of here. And there was a park about two blocks away. So I walked her down to the park. And she was just panting like, <laughs> you know, it was only at the warmest point of that day. It was only 82 degrees. But uh, still, that's pretty hot for a dog, especially a bulldog. And she's trying to get her to pee. I was like, man, she hasn't peed in like hours. And it took a while, but finally she did it. You know, we found some shade, hung out. And then went back to the salon, hung out for a while, left again, walked around the block, saw some stuff, took her back to the park again. Uh, then she saw a little kid and was growling at him. 
and saw another dog and whatever, you know. It was getting a little boring at the park, and then my phone was uh, like at 5%. So I was like, you know, I, I, I don't know how long it's been, but I don't uh, I don't want my phone to shut off and then have Elisa get done with her hair and not know, I am, know where I am. So we went back, and there was a, a bench kind of uh it was across the street from the salon but it was kind of on the corner you know and whereas the salon was kind of more in the middle of the block so if you were to walk straight out and look across the street you couldn't see me but if you turned your head to the left you could definitely see me it's just not in your first you know uh direct vision so we sat on this bench in the corner and just started staring you know looking at people walking by and some people were like oh dog you know that kind of stuff and at one point phoenix jumped up on the bench and sat down and man at that point it was maybe 3 3 30 and i was getting so tired i had sunglasses on and so i would i would just close my eyes for a second and then my head would tip down and then i wake up and then put my head back up and i probably did that like nine or ten times fuck it's getting hot in here i tell you what Then uh, Phoenix started getting a little growly again, seeing some people that she didn't necessarily like. She ended up crawling on my lap, and then she saw some crushed up Doritos on the ground. I was trying to get her not to eat those. and Finally, we went back into the salon, and what do you know? Elisa was done, like literally as soon as I walked in there. So, yeah, that was cool. It was good timing. You know, it it was... A lot of time just to be walking around and not doing much. Can't really go into any stores with her, but it was worth it. And the next time we go, we're not going to have the dog, so I could do some more exploring. You know, I saw some pretty cool-looking shops that I want to check out. And um, Afterwards, we walked to a pet shop, and we saw a uh, collar that uh, would go perfect for our wedding, you know, because she's going to be in it. She's going to be in all the pictures and things. And uh, then we went to this cool freaking, uh, I guess it's a barbecue place called the Firestone Grill. Not to be confused with the Firestone Brewery, although it could be connected in one way or another. But uh, it it had a giant outdoor patio, tons of people there. I can imagine at night it would look really cool because they had all sorts of like uh, lights strung up for fireplaces. But this was bright. It was still uh, sunny, daytime. You know, 5 o'clock, 4.30, 5 o'clock. And uh, I got myself a beer, an IPA, a veggie burger. Elisa got a steak sandwich. And then we got this freaking giant basket of fries for like 4 bucks. And, uh, you know, I've never been to a place where they gave me so many fries I couldn't finish them. You know, I'm a big eater. But, they, I mean, you could just eat fries alone and be full. So, it was a really good dinner. It gave me a little bit of energy perked me up a bit and uh, we ended up walking to the bank getting some money because we're gonna have some uh, we had to get out of the parking garage and then there's gonna be toll booth later and uh, we went to uh, back to Pismo there's a little park called Spyglass Park and it's not technically Pismo Beach it was called Shell Beach but it's like right there and yeah it's just up on a cliff right in some fancy little neighborhood park you know with the little kids play area some benches and the ocean was so freaking calm. It was insanely calm, you know. And just took some more pictures, you know. It was nice. For just a one-day trip, it, it was it was a great time. And, you know, makes me really happy to be alive and appreciate those kind of moments, you know. Because a lot of times when you are... Just doing the same thing every day, going to work, coming home, watching TV, going to bed, waking up, going to the gym. You know, that can get tedious, very repetitive. And for me, I always feel like I need stimulation, visual, physical, mental, you know, uh, artistic stimulation, you know, all that stuff. Always reading stuff online, always watching shows, movies, listening to music. And I love to take pictures and see new things. So, all in all, for a, for a business trip, you know, getting her hair colored and lightened up, it was it was awesome, man. I can't can't say enough good things about it. Can't wait to go back. But we knew it was going to be a really long drive 
all the way back to Sacramento. So we ended up finding a hotel in San Jose because everything in the area that we were at was either uh, booked up completely or super expensive. So we still ended up having to drive a little over three hours, but it wasn't like five and a half, six hours. So we made it to San Jose at this place called the Staybridge uh, Inn or Suites. I think it was the Suites. And uh, it was one of those extended stay hotels. And it was awesome, man. Like it had a whole living room separate from the bedroom. It had, you know, your dishwasher and, and a full fridge, full size fridge. Lots of dishes, cups, coffee maker. They even threw in a bag of Oroville, Redenbacher popcorn. So, hey, man, it's awesome. And it was funny because it was right across the street from this, like, casino. And it's weird. I don't know. I, um, I guess you, you're allowed to have card rooms and casinos in California as long as they don't have slot machines, which I didn't know, but I guess I figured out over time. But right across the street, there's this giant casino. It's called like uh, Club 101 or uh, C101, something like that. Uh, I'll get it. I'll think of the correct name for it after it's over. But So yeah, all in all, we woke up the next day, drove back, had a lot of traffic, and just hung out. Got some pizza, had some, uh, I forgot, I picked up a few, a couple beers from the local uh, liquor store. Some local San Luis Obispo brews, and I had one last night. It was the Tappet Brewing IPA, delicious. Earned me a new badge in the Untapped app, and yeah, it was a good day. And then we went to sleep. So, anyways, uh, I'm gonna play a song because uh, I started off the show with a song. I'm gonna play another song for you, and then we'll get to the rest of the show. See where you're standing there? That's where they found your friend. Wrapped up in garbage bags. Never let me hear my words hurt. Never let them hear. Wait a minute. We don't wait for it to come back. We will when the niggas of the turn the fan on because it was getting pretty hot here in the pod cave but yeah now I want to talk about something that's uh, semi-serious um, I don't know it's it's kind of hard to do but uh, I got to get through it so here we go last Monday I found out this guy I know that I went to school with kind of kind of grew up with uh, he passed away um, his name was Mark Norton and he was only 28 years old. And uh, I have a little bit of history with him. Um, but the circumstances uh, of his passing were just super sad, man. Super unfortunate. So I uh, I knew Mark a little bit um, back when I was in high school. I don't think... I mean, I, we didn't really share any classes because at, by the time we met each other, I was in a different school. But... He was really good friends with a lot of people. I was good friends with, especially my drummer, JK. And uh, we had our band, uh, Drive-By Turkey, later Gifted Allies. And he was there a lot, you know. He'd be hanging out on, on the floor, listening, you know, telling us what his favorite songs were. And I, I always thought he was a cool guy, man. Like, 
for a while. We were friends on the live journal, <laughs> AOL Messenger. We'd chat with each other and talk about certain bands. He would send me stuff. You know, like one of the uh, one of the first ones I remember he ever sent me was uh, this band called Atreyu, which I got way into later on. And uh, we we both liked the band at the drive-in a lot, and just all sorts of stuff. He I remember he was into this band called Converge. You know, he was always like on the the cutting edge of what was new and fresh. You know, as far as music uh, and in the internet, and you know I. A lot of girls liked him. Uh, I mean, from my, from what I could see, you know, like uh, a lot of girls online thought he was a good-looking guy and and dyed his hair all the time and shit like that. And he was he was a nice dude. Um, and uh, yeah, then we had a falling out, and uh, I don't know. It was during a time in my life where I was just being fucked up, man. I was I was a stupid kid, a stupid teenager, and. I don't know, man, for one reason or another, I just was a dick, and I think a lot of it was, I mean, I take full blame for, for my actions and, uh, and stuff like that, but, you know, I just think at that time, I was not very happy uh, with myself and not very happy with, uh, you know, shit with my family and school and friendships and and all that and um at the same time because uh, of the band and I, I I feel like it wasn't me you know it was because of the band that you know a couple girls would you know liked me or wanted to talk to me and I'd always go hang out at, at my friend Sammy's house and there'd always be you know girls over there and stuff and you know, there was a couple times where, I, you know, I got drank a little bit and made out with the girl, and yeah, it was cool. And there was this one girl that uh, I liked a lot at that time, and uh, I'm not going to say her name, but let's just call her girl number one. So, uh, you know, she'd come over to my house, and we'd listen to AFI and talk and hug and all that. And I remember one time, I uh, I don't know, I don't know what my deal was, but we were over at uh, Sammy's house, and... She was laying on her bed with JP, and I was with girl number one, and we were watching The Goonies, and I don't know why, I just started, like, crying, like, outside and shit like that. It was weird. But uh, either way, you know, I was, like, it was one of those situations where I'm, like, I liked this person, but I didn't really know how to, you know, move forward with it. Weird, weird, weird stuff. And uh, then later, you know... um the first time in my life like I started getting messages from some other girl let's call her girl number two <laughs> and uh she was just like oh you like you like CKY I really like CKY and at that time it was one of my favorite bands ever and uh I don't know like I started to like like this other person even though I never really met them it was like the mystery of the other person and uh, I don't know what what it is, man. It, uh, I guess it was the first time in my life where I was like being pursued by two different people. You know, it it was I don't know. It was too tempting for me, I guess. And uh, so then I was just talking to her more and more, and it all escalated to this party. We were at this party over at uh, Sammy's cousin's house, and. A lot of people drinking beer. I was drinking a lot of beer, probably at five or six. And, uh, you know, um, I guess what would what had happened was um, Mark had dated uh, girl number two for a while, and then they broke up. And then um, I was talking to her, and I think he was already a little upset that uh, that was going on, you know. And... Uh, I don't know why, because this is just the fucking stupidest thing I ever could have done. And uh, I was like, hey, man, uh, remember the time I, I poured beer on your shoe? And he's all, no. And then I, like, poured beer on his shoe, and it really pissed him off. And I was just drunk, man. I don't know. I don't know what I was thinking. And to this day, it still upsets me that I acted in that sort of a manner. And uh, I don't know, man. Uh, that moment 
kind of just changed my life forever. And, you know, everything that I thought was going to happen and everything that was good and happy just went away. You know, it was like that was a single moment that just, you know, brought me into being a, um, you know, feeling like an outcast and feeling alone and more than ever. Because uh, then later, you know, I had started talking to, uh, I went, uh, girl number one, <laughs> and we walked down to the park uh, from that party, and I was just wasted. And she said something like, you know, I heard you've been talking to this uh, girl number two. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, yeah, you know, I like her. And then just really upset the girl number one. <laughs> and uh, yeah, then we went back to the party and that point I was super wasted and just sitting outside and and then Mark came up to me and he's like get up dude and I was like what he's like I'm gonna kick your ass and I I was like I don't know I mean I, I I'm, I'm not the kind of guy that wants to fight people I didn't want to get in a confrontation and I said you know what dude if you're gonna do it just do it and he didn't he's he wasn't the kind of guy that to beat somebody up either I think you know he was probably upset at how I treated both of these girls or how I treated his friendship with him and how I treated this first girl and how I just poured beer on his shoe like an asshole you know I obviously didn't spend <laughs> nearly as much money on my clothing and care about it as much as other people so but either way um then he got upset and you know went out in the street and people were like it's not worth it it's not worth it Mark and and then uh, JK, our drummer at the time, was pissed off at me for that. And then I was pissed off because I kept saying, you know, we need to practice more and we need to play more shows. And he was like, fuck this, man. I quit. And so, yeah, I ended up losing two friends that night. And, you know, JP being the, the guy that he was, he stuck by me. And uh, we kept trying to, you know, continue our band and... and you know, play, play shows and stuff like that. And never, it took a really long time, like years to, to get it back going. And, uh, you know, the next few months, you know, I would talk to uh, Mark online a little bit and it was more like we would argue, <laughs> we would argue over, you know, at the drive-in or, um, he would see something that I wrote in my live journal and, uh, it was about, you know, the girl that the girl number two that I was dating at the time. And, you know, uh, and then I think at one point him and another kid said they were going to come beat me up. And then I got scared. So I I called JP and I was like, dude, two guys are going to come beat me up. You know, what do I do? And then he came out and we sat on my porch and they never showed up. And, you know, it was a weird, weird time in my life. And, uh. He, uh, you know, that was it, and I ended up, you know, the girl broke up with me, and, uh, Mark ended up getting with girl number one, and they were together for, like, two years, and so, that was cool, man, it's cool for them, you know, they both had broken hearts, and they were able to be with each other, and, yeah, and then at that point, uh, right around the end of that year, which was 2003, I decided I was just tired of it, and I moved, and moved to Oregon and then at that time um JK had started a band with Mark and a couple other guys it's called Fact and Nonverba and they played they recorded and played some cool stuff it was very you know experimental kind of at the drive-in Mars Volta type stuff and uh I was totally just jealous and pissed off you know I was mad that you know JK was playing music with these other guys and and not only that, that it was like cool, it was good. Like I, I remember listening to it all the time, you know. I, I mean, I was mad that I wasn't part of it or upset or jealous, whatever you want to say. So then later in uh, 2004, you know, when I was living in Oregon, I came down for a visit and uh, I was able to, um, I was able to attend one of their practices and uh, I sat on a couch next to Mark, and um, I watched the band practice and hung out with them for a while. And, 
you know, I don't really remember that too much, but I think at that point, you know, Mark had either forgiven me or, or just said whatever about it and decided it wasn't that important. So that was cool, man. Like I was, I was glad, you know, I think, uh, throughout the rest of his life, he probably felt like, you know, I'll never be friends with that guy, (laughs) you know? And, uh, I understand, but at least he wasn't like, I hate that guy. Maybe it was just too much energy. And then later, uh, um, at some point when, uh, our, our other, one of our other bands, same time was, were playing shows. I know he came to at least one, if not a couple of the shows and rocked out and, and that was cool, man. Maybe he just went because of JK and JP, not really because of me, which is whatever. But, uh, I want to think that maybe I shook his hand or something, you know, I don't, I don't know for sure. I don't remember. It was a blurry time in my life, but, uh, um, then around 2009, uh, there was a RX Bandits concert at the Boardwalk in Orangevale, and I went with J.K. and and uh, his girlfriend slash non-girlfriend Fran, <laughs> and uh, Mark was there. A couple other people that J.K. knew was there were there, and uh, yeah, bought bought Mark a shot of Jaeger, and uh, you know we kind of talked a little bit and. and uh, he had this girl with him and then the band played and you know i was you know four four or five feet away from him and just bobbing our heads to groove into the music and you know everything was good and it was weird because later i found out the girl that he was with he had his arms around and stuff was girl number two <laughs> the girl that uh you know had broke up with him and then got with me and then later you know so he got both of these girls <laughs> And then later he, uh, this girl number two, uh, he had a baby with and they had a long relationship as well and their relationship didn't work out. But of course, you know, they had to continue on because there was a child and, um, from everything I could see online, he was a pretty good dad. You know, he, uh, um, there's pictures of him with her and, you know, the park and in class and, and all that good stuff. You know, he loved his kid. I could tell. And, uh, we were friends, you know, on Facebook and Twitter and, uh, we didn't talk much. Uh, there was a few, we had a few conversations, you know, about like comic books or movies or TV or something like that, but, uh, nothing, nothing serious or personal. And, uh, and then, you know, within the last year or less, he started posting pictures of himself in the hospital and I don't know the whole story and so if I have it wrong then I apologize but it it seemed like to me like he had uh, ulcers in his stomach and in his uh, one of his valves he had a hole uh, in his heart valve and uh, his blood was like poisoned and so he had lots and lots of issues and had to be in the hospital and had to be in like hospice care for a long time and um yeah, and I, I don't know, I just, I just, I mean, I knew it was serious because a lot of people were visiting him all the time, but uh, you just don't think that somebody that young, that it would have, I mean, just one day on Facebook, I, I started seeing a, a R.I.P., and uh, yeah, man, it, it's, uh, it really made me upset, and, you know, it's weird because I know he wouldn't consider us friends, and I don't think I should, too. We were friends, you know, for a short period of time, like 13 years ago. But uh, we've always been um, acquaintances. And uh, I don't know. It just really, really hit me hard, and I'm not even close to him. So I can, I just can't even imagine what it would be like for uh, for something like that to happen to somebody that I was really close with. and. You know, I really wish that uh, we could have been uh, better friends. And, um, you know, I I'd always hoped. I always thought he was a cool guy. And uh, I, would, I always hoped that maybe, you know, we would play another show and uh, get to shake his hand one more time. But, uh, yeah, it's like a week ago and he's gone and he's no longer there. And uh, I feel bad for... 
everybody that was close to him, all of his friends, his family, especially his, his daughter. I mean, dude's younger than me, 28. And uh, a lot of times I just, I was just struggling. Like, you know, why did he have to go? And why did somebody like him and not me, you know? He had a lot more people that cared about him and a lot more people whose lives he touched, you know. But, yeah, is we don't get to choose sometimes. And so, yeah, man, I just wanted to talk about him. And he he loved music. He, he did a lot of stuff uh, on the computer, but he also screamed and, and did stuff in a band and it's gone way too soon, so uh, I'm going to play a few more of his songs on the rest of this podcast and just want to dedicate this to him. So, Mark Norton, you were a cool guy, and uh really sorry to see you go, man. So, that'll be it for my podcast this week, but listen to his music. Here you go. You talk it's red blood You talk it's red blood